Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH in Boston. Wish I could say that this is Studio O. We're sitting in underneath a beautiful blue sky, but this is Boston. And even though it's summer, the weather outside is absolutely miserable. But it is summer. And like most people in broadcasting, when summer comes, our thoughts turn toward, well, how can we not work quite as hard as we've been working all year long? We thought, oh, here's an idea. Maybe we can do a repeat. Let's find a story that's really worth listening to again and that has a kind of summer theme. Well, we were even luckier than that. We found one that we had had to remove from our RSS feed because it didn't have Podsafe music in it. We had done it early enough in the days of podcasting that we really weren't smart enough to know we were doing the wrong thing. Well, once we realized it, off it went from the feed, and we thought this would be our opportunity to bring it back restore it to the feed, make it a regular morning story, and put some Podsafe music in it. So that's what we're offering to you today. With your kind indulgence and understanding, it is, after all, folks, summer. Our very first WGBH Morning Stories remixed repeat, a story about a woman, her husband, and the dog they loved and almost lost, Driving Miss Daisy. A little over a dozen years ago, Joe and I acquired three dogs Sadie and Daisy were cairn terriers, small but fierce. Pansy was a beagle, afraid of almost everything, especially other dogs. Two years ago, Sadie disappeared during a thunderstorm on Cape Cod. Joe thinks she was carried off by a coyote, the way one of our friend's dogs was. I'm convinced she was scared to death by a thunderclap so loud it nearly knocked me off my pins. Where once there were three, now there were two. Four times a week, we walked together, wife, husband, and two dogs, around Cambridge's municipal water supply, Fresh Pond. Pansy lagging behind as if she could avoid other dogs. Daisy, five years older, trotting by our heels. At the end of the walk, she'll wait for Joe outside the bathroom at the waterworks building while Pansy and I wait for them in the car. The other day, after our walk, we drove off to do a couple of errands. As we headed home, I just happened to look in the back seat. Where's Daisy, I said. We had each assumed the other had put her in the car. We didn't. We couldn't have. But we had left Daisy behind. Joe slumped in his seat his face losing color fast. We didn't say a word, but we were both thinking the same thing. Somewhere, this little dog was frantically searching for us, growing ever more terrified her parents had abandoned her. In silence, we drove back to the pond. Forty-five minutes later, I had circled it for a second time. Meanwhile, Joe phoned the Cambridge dog officer. They had found Daisy. We were finally reunited. Pansy, who until that moment would not get out of the car, was ecstatic. 
My husband, Joe, and I are unbelievably in our 70s, the point in life where we certainly don't need instruction in appreciating what we have, nor any reminders that nothing is forever. But one moment from our little drama did surprise me. The moment we noticed Daisy was gone, neither of us blamed or got angry at the other. Some losses are just nobody's fault. Anne Bernays with WGBH's morning story for today, Driving Miss Daisy. Gary Mott. I had a dog for six years. Her name is Maxine. 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 Lovely name for a dog. Thank you. Um, she she was a Padengo. A Padengo. A Padengo. Kind a of breed that I'm not too familiar with. Yeah, a uh, breed that kind of looks a little bit like a greyhound, a little bit like a dachshund. This sounds like a the start of what could be a very sad story. You said you had her for only six years. That's not terribly long, even in dog years. What happened is that in that six years, my mm-hmm. wife and I um, <clears throat> procreated, and suddenly I had a house full of uh, children, dogs, and uh, we had an iguana at one point. So, you know, something had to go. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me Maxine had to uh, out the door? She went out the door, but she landed in a safe location in the home of a lovely woman and her son. They live on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Maxine has never been treated so well. She gets walks. She gets baths. She gets (laughs) medicated. She gets food worthy of a king. So I would have to say that she came out okay on this uh, How do you know this? Does she write to you? Does she say, uh, by the way, I traded up. It's easy to miss you when you send me to the Upper West Side in New York. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a long time after she left our home, I got an email from her new owner, you know, telling me in detail about all the splendid uh, times that they were having and how I was no longer a factor. Well, I'm glad this has a happy ending because when you said you would... You sent her out the door. I could just begin to hear the email start to accumulate. Into traffic? No. Uh, no, right. No. <laughs> so Maxine is in Upper West Side, and you should rest easy, Gary, because it's really hard for animals, I understand, to get lost in New York. They're just far too verbal. I heard a story about, true story, uh, from a photographer named Joel Myrowitz. <clears throat> he grew up in Brooklyn. When he was a little kid, they had a parakeet, and they taught the parakeet how to say, my name is Myrowitz. I'm a Jewish bird. And then one day, this bird went out the window. And they thought, well, that's it. This animal doesn't stand a chance. Later that afternoon, they get a telephone call from an absolute stranger saying, did you lose a parakeet? And they said, yes. Well, he's with us. Where are you calling from? A couple of miles from where you are. How do you know where we live? Well, you see, what happened was this bird knocked at our window, we let it in, and it said something or other, and then it said, I'm a Jewish bird. That's when we started listening to it. We said, what? What was he saying? The bird said, I'm Myrowitz, 
I'm a Jewish bird. So we went to the phone book. We looked under all the Meyerowitzes we could find, and you're the third one we called. When do you want your bird back? So there you go. If a Meyerowitz can make it in New York City, a Padengo can. Maxine is in great hands, <laughs> no doubt. Maxine may be walking the streets of New York with an eyepaw. Maybe she's listening to the Padengo Hour, you know, some kind of podcast. And Apple is carrying them. Our podcast has finally come to the attention of some people who work right here beside us in our own building and know that we've been podcasting for over a year and had never heard it until last week. Podcasting is now on the, the lips and minds of everyone here. So they see what we do and they say, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> I, I thought we had talented people in the building here. Our secret is out. Thank you very much, Apple. And iTunes, we are, last I checked, we were in the top 100 downloads. Now, there, therein lies a bit of a problem, actually, because yes. we have been hearing from some people who have been finding two feeds for morning stories, one of which gives them 10 stories and one of which gives them our full complement of some 40 stories or more, 40 and climbing. So rather than try to get into the technical details that I can't understand, let's just say that what happens if you go to Apple and you search on their podcast page either for morning stories or WGBH is you're going to get a bunch of different feeds you can click on. Two of them are going to be morning stories. One of those two will lead you to 10. The other one will lead you to more than 30. And one of those two feeds is updated on a weekly basis with a podcast, fresh, every Friday. And uh, while, in fact, we're expressing our gratitude, uh, we'd also like to express it to an old, old friend of ours, Ipswich, a leader in file transfer and the sponsor of this podcast pretty much since we became a podcast. We want to know more about them. IPSWITCH.com. And also, the WGBH Morning Stories website is a great place to go once you've gone to Ipswich. WGBH.org slash Morning Stories. And Morning Stories at WGBH.org is our email address. We love getting email. And if you're too busy to come see us, don't worry. We'll come see you again next Friday with another Morning Story. So catch you then. Take care. <laughs>